podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Toyin Green and Amanda Antoine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the Bald and Ruins Sports Podcast. Today I'm here with my co-host Amanda Antoine, ready to dive into another week of Baldwin Athletics. Amanda, are you ready? Of course I am. Before we jump into the interview, let's review the past few weeks in our Bruins sports programs. Starting off with cross country, the team had a solid performance with sophomore Nick Andrews taking fifth place in the Varsity A race for the Coaches Invitational. He finished with his personal best of 17 minutes and 50 seconds for his 5K. The team's last meet will be this Saturday on October 30th, so wish them luck as they finish their season strong. Field hockey, so they're going strong with two back-to-back wins against Port Washington and North Shore. The girls will advance the playoffs and will go up against Port Washington on Saturday, October 30th at 10 o'clock a.m. at home. Come out and show your support for the road to counties. Girls soccer finishes their season strong. Even though they didn't get to make it to playoffs, they finished with a 5-1 senior game win against Freeport. The girls finished with a record of 10 wins, 3 losses, and 1 tie, which is really impressive for them. Boys soccer, they finished their regular season with a record win of 9 wins, 1 loss, and 4 ties. In their last game against Farmingdale, Shemar Young put the team at 1-0 by scoring the game-winning goal in the second half. This win allowed them to win their first conference championship since 2009, which is more than a decade. Congrats to the team and wish them good luck as they head to playoffs. Their first game will be on Wednesday, October 27th at 2 o'clock p.m. against Syosset. All support is needed and welcomed. All right, so with nine wins, three losses, and one tie, and nine wins, one loss, and four ties, our varsity soccer teams have been on fire. The records are very impressive, so Amanda and I decided to hop on and analyze what is the heart of this winning streak. So today we will be diving into everything soccer related with two of our senior varsity captains for girls soccer and each captain for boys soccer. So starting off with girls soccer, with us today we have Ruby Perez and Rascari Munoz. These two captains have been two varsity starters and have been playing soccer for quite some time both in and outside of school. So let's jump into it. So you guys have been winning a lot recently. Congratulations on your wins and your hard work. How would you say your season is better than your season last year? I feel like our season is better in the sense of chemistry. Like last year, I feel like we didn't have as much chemistry as we have now. Very um, interesting because I would think that the underclassmen, since half of our team is underclassmen, they wouldn't reach out as much and wouldn't open up as much. But throughout the season, like they started reaching out and starting to open up and our team is bonding really well and that's what I feel like helps us on the field because we bond outside and on the field. Yeah, I would agree. The chemistry is definitely one big thing that has changed from last year. I think that all of us opening up and being like a big family to each other has definitely helped. So I know both of you have been playing soccer for quite a while, especially on outside teams. When COVID hit, I know a lot of travel teams were cut short, postponed, or just different altogether. Going to last year's like short season, not much was able to be accomplished, and a lot of that drive to go far in the season may not have been there. 
So five months later, and a pers I personally see a difference. Have you seen a newfound drive amongst your team to go farther? Lee, I would say that one would be the encouragement from our coach. He's definitely been pushing us to play better and to really improve on that chemistry, especially since that was one of the biggest problems. Yeah, I also feel like it comes with the captains. Like, there's some girls on our teams that probably don't even play travel sports, and we're not all at the same level. So in the beginning of our season, just like everybody pushing each other to do their best was really what helped us like get together and bring everybody's skill level up, and we all came together on the field, and yeah, we did better. Well, as a team, you guys seem really set on having good chemistry. Um, I would like to ask, what, as a team, do you guys do well, like, skill-wise? As a team, I feel like we're really good at, like, just spreading out everything, especially when it comes to goals. Like, we don't have a top goal scorer or a top defender. We're really just, like, a unit. Yeah, we do have girls that score more than others, but, like, as a team, even our defense, we play as a unit. I can't really pick point like one person. It's like we all play together as a team. We, our communication is well. And it's like skill-wise, I would say passing. Our passes are really in sync. If you come watch one of our games, like you can tell that there's chemistry between everybody because we know where the ball goes. We know when to pass it to them. And we can read each other without even like speaking. It's that type of chemistry that we have. Definitely like time-wise on the field, like you have to know at what pace you have to move. And sometimes the games can be intense, and we knew when to like slow it down and really focus on what we have to do. So knowing timing is something that your team is well at, and yes. communicating. Well. Especially like those games that we would like, those games where like we can't really score more than six goals. We know how to possess the ball, and like <clears throat> we do it in a respectful manner. Like we're not embarrassing the team. We're just like playing and making it seem like it's a regular game because we know how it felt. Losing. Yes, sportsmanship is like yeah. something we all have in common. You yeah, know, exactly. Baldwin's good at that. We appreciate you guys showing that. <laughs> I think one of the most important things that used to ever score was that you guys have that chemistry. That's really important on the field, like knowing where the ball is going to go or like having that look, oh, I'm going to go get the ball or I'm going to pass it to you, like just know that. I think that's probably one of the most important things of the game. Especially in soccer, you know, there yeah. could be eight minutes left in a game and there's turnovers. How do you guys have, like, your formation for specific teams? Like, let's say you play a harder team. How would you adjust. say your for yeah, adjust your formation? Definitely for harder teams, we play a 4-4-2, which is basically four defense, four midfield, and two forwards. Different to when we play less difficult teams because through those teams we play more of an offensive kind of game. Mm -hmm. And it's more so that we can really, like, push up and get the ball going. Yeah, usually, like Ruby said, yeah, we change our formation a lot. It really depends on the teams. Sometimes, like, if it's really up to that, like, the last option is that we have one person stay on, like, a target player. But, like, besides that, our formation, when it comes to harder teams, would be more defensively, and then the less difficult teams, more offense. So, with your senior game officially finished and your season also coming to end, what do you see for the future team regarding playoffs and, like, further things? Well, unfortunately, we did not make it into playoffs. But I feel like we did have a really good run. I mean, honestly, even without us seniors, I feel like the underclassmen can really step it up next year and can definitely take the team to playoffs. I feel like we have a solid team. Even on JV, there was girls that were like bound, like almost at varsity because they were just really good. Like they were on the edge. And it was like Rogers literally told us, he was like, there's any time we can bring up girls from JV because they're good. So honestly, next year, I feel like these girls can make it to playoffs and just by the chemistry in both teams, like I feel like they definitely can make it up there. Like, I f yeah, they're they're really good. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I really feel like the underclassmen really pulled it together this year, really held the team together, they really pushed through, and next year I'm definitely not worried about how they're going to do on the field. Thank you, Ruby and Roscari, for coming on the podcast and talking to us about soccer. Um, any last words? Thank you for having us. <laughs> you guys were great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Rascari and Ruby. Now that we heard a little bit from girls soccer about their drive, formation, and overall soccer IQ, let's talk to the boys soccer team on their season and their road to the championship. With us today, we have all four captains. So we're giving you guys some roundtable action. Introducing seniors Ashley Santos, Anthony Ramos, Luisa Santiago, and junior William July. Okay, so unlike goals and points in sports like football, lacrosse, and volleyball, one goal really makes the difference between a big win and a big loss like you guys know. With constant turnovers and field switches, a lot of running is involved for like that one moment of glory. For instance, in your last game against Farmingdale, you guys went 1-0 against Hicksville, helping you guys win 1-0. So when it comes to like moments like those, what do you guys do to like kind of capitalize on those moments against like, especially against like really good teams that are like really close? I think it's really important as a team to keep that focus and that mentality that we're, we can always score no matter what. No matter if it's like the last five minutes, last 30 seconds, 30 minutes into the half, we still have that, that will to score no matter what. Yeah, um, one goal is everything you need is it's what makes the difference in a game. In other sports, you're gonna you're gonna be scoring all these goals. It's fast paced, but soccer is is completely different. You gotta you gotta be focused. All eleven players are on the team the <coughs> whole time. It takes one mistake to cost you the whole game, and that's what we work on all the time in practice, keeping that focus. It's important to have composure, especially late in the game when it's still zero zero. Both sides to keep focus and just go all the way through to the last whistle because one goal is a difference as we had multiple games this season. How do you guys view your role on the team? I think I view my role as, as one of the captains to as like a, like a leader to keep everyone in the game, keep everyone focused, especially in practice as well because practice is also one of the, one of the main parts that, that we have to focus on to be able to get better and put ourselves into games as well as bringing the team up when, when people put their heads down or we're down a goal to bring that comeback. Yeah. Sue always tells me, he's like, the position you play is the life of the team. He always tells me, you got to bring the team up. It starts with you. He tells me that if, if my head goes down, the whole, team go, the whole team goes down, especially since I feel like our strongest, is, our strongest points in the field is the midfield and the defense. So I feel like if... If any of our heads in the middle or the defense goes down, then that's just gonna send our team downhill. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. My role would be like trying to keep the offense uh, firing at all cylinders. We've struggled to score goals this season, and I think me scoring multiple goals helped us a lot. But it also is picking other people up, like other players that are trying to score and trying to keep them in the game as much as I can. All right, so what lessons will you take from playing on this team and apply it to life after high school? I think some of the lessons that we can take from this and this whole experience is the idea of family, responsibility, and all, all those categories around that. Because I feel like you take a lot of responsibility, especially us three as, as captains, to, to handle the team, lead us to, to all these wins throughout the season. 
Uh, I think that really brings in the, the life aspect. Uh, there's a lot of parts in life where you have to put in your responsibility and uh, get things done, especially if you want a good career. It's also holding people accountable, being at practice, throwing up early to games, being ready to go and focus when it's game time, even at practice, make sure, making sure that everyone's there and just ready to go. Yeah, it's that, it's that family, it's, it's that idea of being focused a full 80 minutes. That's tough. It's, it's hard to, to, to be in that mental state for a, such a long period of time. It teaches you a lot playing the sport. So you guys are talking about accountability. So you would say accountability is a really big part in your team, making sure everyone comes to practice, puts in their work, contributes. So how would you say accountability that you guys bring to the table, like as individuals? I think we have to bring a lot of accountability because we're, we're, we're the main people it looks up to. So if, if we don't show that accountability, then, then we, don't, we wouldn't deserve this, this spot as a captain yeah. on the team. Yeah, as if... If everybody looks up to you and, and they don't see you taking accountability, that looks like, like, like hypocrisy. And you, you call out the mistakes that other players are making, but if you don't call out your own, it looks bad. Like, for example, if you show up late to practice without a heads up, then other players are going to start to think that, oh, it's okay, that I can, I can show up late and nobody's going to say anything. And it just looks bad and it starts to make the team fall apart, which just shows that we have to be there uh, every second. We have to hold other people and call out our own mistakes and yeah. Over the past few years there's been some bumps along the road with the Bruins sports soccer program. With your first conference championship under your belts which you guys haven't won over like the past decade, how confident are you feeling for playoffs? I think we're feeling very, we're, like the whole team is feeling very confident. I feel like really the best team in, in our conference being able to bounce back from that first loss and go 13 games unbeaten. I think that, that gives us a lot of motivation into playoffs, gives us that drive into, into having that belief that we can win and take it all away. As a team, I think we feel like really confident, uh, like you said, going 13 games unbeaten and just continuing to strive for the next level. Uh, everyone's focused, everyone's ready to go for these playoffs, and uh, I really do think with the talent we have on our team that we can go far in playoffs. How confident are you feeling for playoffs? Uh, I think we're feeling very, we're, like the whole team is feeling very confident. I feel like uh, we're probably the best team in, in our conference. Being able to uh, uh, bounce back from that first loss and go 13 games unbeaten, I think that, that gives us a lot of motivation into playoffs, gives us that drive into, into having that belief that we can win and take it all away. As a team, I think we feel like really confident, uh, like you said, going 13 games unbeaten and just continuing to strive for the next level. Uh, everyone's focused, everyone's ready to go for these playoffs, and uh, I really do think with the talent we have on our team that we can go far in playoffs. All right, so how do you plan on keeping the same winning energy you've had during this season, especially going up against some pretty solid and competitive teams on Long Island? Are you guys like implementing any lineups, plays, formations? Uh, I think a lot of that comes down to uh, team morale and uh, the coach, as well as him, uh, bringing up these 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 trick plays, these these formation changes, all these things to give us that extra edge in these playoffs against uh, these teams that that are coming with us with everything, with their own trick plays, their own formation changes. Because it's whole it's a whole mental battle between uh, us us and them of who can who can get the last edge in the game.
Uh, every team in the playoffs is a pretty strong team, and it's just going to come down to who can stay focused for the 80 minutes and uh, just having like those formation changes and that edge on the other team based on what we saw from every team throughout the season. I know we were talking earlier about your playoff game against the Acid and how they're extremely strong defensively, especially the goalie. How do you guys prepare to attack offensively and to like to kind of like set back defensively and prepare for their attack? We prepare like by watching their film and by like everything we do in practice is set around Syosset. Like every every drill, even when we scrimmage, it's set around Syosset's press and Syosset's like formation. Yeah, I know Supio's always goes to film a lot just to make sure you're prepared, especially I remember from basketball, he always pulled that film out just to like practice all their plays and to prepare for those games. So overall, I know you guys are most likely prepared for, for Syosset. Yeah, we're prepared for Syosset. Like even, even if like we watch film and like we're annoyed, it's gonna help us in the long run against them. We've we've done like tons of hours on Syosset already. Maybe like well, I've done like two or three. So we're most definitely prepared to get first offset. Do you guys watch film as a team or individually? It's a bit of both. Most guys watch individually, but Soup always has us at least like an hour and a half every week watching film like as a whole team also. So throughout the entire season, would you say that Supios has played a bigger part in um in the wins that you guys um achieved or would you say it's more of your team coming together and him just like kind of being that support and structure for you guys as a coach? Uh, I think uh, a lot of it comes down to him uh, keeping us keeping us organized, keeping us focused when, when in say a practice when we're when we're off it or we're fooling around. Uh, he bring he brings us back and brings us back into that focused state that we need to be able to uh, take these practices and put them into games to win games. Uh, he's the one who makes sure that we're uh, staying 100% focused at practice, always going with full intensity, and he's uh, put our lineup together to get us through the season. He's been there for crucial moments, and yeah, I think he's really been our glue this season. Um, I feel like it's a bit of both, but I feel like it's a bit of both and more soup, to be honest, because he keeps us disciplined, like, really disciplined. I'm like, oh, like this year, he puts so many hours into like film and everything to make us get better and it shows it's showing this year so william a lot of upperclassmen are leaving like the seniors your captains here next to you how do you think your team will do next year and how will you adapt and take their place um i think that the people who are going to replace them are like very solid uh like they play solid in their position and it's it's going to be hard to adapt at first uh, to losing our captains, our leaders on the field, but uh, I think new people will step up to that role and they'll, uh, we'll have like a, a solid team to compete next year against uh, other schools and hopefully make it to playoffs again. All right, so do you guys have any last words for the podcast? Yeah, this year, this year we made a name for Baldwin. We, we coming out with everything in playoffs. We won the conference. And as conference champs, I feel like we have the best chance taking it all and finally putting Bolden on the map for the for the rest of the guys that are coming up. Uh, like you said, I think we have a uh, really good chance of of going all the way through playoffs and winning this kind of championship. Uh, yeah, we just well, I'm excited for for playoffs. Excited for what what else we have, and excited to see what next year can bring for the younger guys. 
All right, that concludes the third episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. We'd like to say thank you to soccer for coming on and talking to us about playoffs, the season in general, and the future of the sports program for soccer. Before we say goodbye, we would like to take a brief moment to recognize the loss of one of Baldwin's finest teachers, Mrs. Anna Suarez. Mrs. Suarez was an amazing and dedicated math teacher who will truly be missed by her friends and colleagues. Our thoughts and prayers are with her friends and family. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Baldwin Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.